Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. We believe God's story, as told through the Old and New Testaments of the Bible. We also believe our lives are a story that matters. When we begin to see the very real places where God's story and our stories intersect, we unlock wonder, worship, and a hope that communicates truly good news. Every day, we desire to turn our focus, our faces, our eyes, our hearts toward the God that our souls love. We choose to seek first the kingdom of heaven and believe the promise that our physical and emotional needs will be met by God. Our God is Father, Provider, Deliverer, Friend, Advocate, Anchor, Redeemer, Leader, and Guide. He graciously walks beside us every step of every day. He is our true north, our bright morning star, a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. We are going to look at a portion of the first chapter of James, and I am going to read the whole of this scripture that we're considering, and then I'll move on to a few thoughts that I have concerning it. It is kind of a long passage today, kind of a long passage to start, but I feel like that's okay. I'm asking that you just let the word of the Lord fall afresh on you. Relax into its wisdom and its power as you listen. This is James chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion. Greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exultation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, 
brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So the first place where my curiosity and interest sort of lands is on verse four. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Every time I hit that word perfect, I sort of internally shudder. Sometimes when I'm talking to my kids, I refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. And I think that's pretty accurate. I don't think I'm actually a perfectionist in a bad sense anymore. It can be in a, a tendency of those of us who are sort of bent toward achievement. And I certainly love to do my best, you know, do everything as unto the Lord. I, I really want to do things with excellence. I love beauty. So doing them well and creatively and with a flair that is aesthetically pleasing is always really nice. I suppose it is a goal, but really, truly, honestly, it's not my sole goal. It's not the priority. It's not where my heart lands anymore. Earlier today, a friend texted me and she was talking about an event that we just had a retreat at my house this last weekend. And she referred to it as being perfect. And I had to actually laugh out loud when I read it and that that's the word that she used because there was really truly nothing about the day (laughs) that I would have labeled perfect. And yet I knew that she was right, that she is right, and that it's the right word. It's just that my definition of perfect has been wrong. See, the definition that James is using, the definition that's here in the Bible, and the one that is so much more God-centered, that word perfect actually means mature. It means complete. It means full. And in that sense of, of maturity and fullness and being what something needs to be, is made to be, is meant to be, or purposed to be, is such a different thing than us thinking of a supermodel or a picture that we deem perfect and yet we know it's been airbrushed. It's like we've decided in American culture that we can't be perfect without artificial means. And I think one of the gifts of the Spirit, one of the gifts of our Father God, is telling us and whispering over us that we are beloved and that He sees us as perfect, that He made us perfectly. Now really our goal the, the thing that James is talking about is that our eyes are to be aimed towards a type of perfection. But I, I really think that this definition is one of maturity more than anything else. So kind of my goal for us today or my little pushback to us as we head into this day, hopefully filled with the Spirit and with our eyes focused towards Jesus, is to ask him, what it would look like for each of us to redefine our idea of perfection. If we consider it as full maturity, what does that look like and what things can we identify today that are really truly that beautiful? 
And you know, when I think of maturity, honestly, I think of older people. I think of a beautiful older woman with white or gray hair and the most delightful wrinkle smile lines all around her eyes. I think of some of the older gentlemen that I have the privilege of talking with in my hospice job now, whose hands tell all kinds of stories when you look at them. They're worn and they're weathered and they often have a lot of veins sticking out. Sometimes they are full of calluses and sometimes they are sore or swollen, but they have history. They have a certain amount of maturity and there's weight and knowledge in that. And you know, I think my sense of maturity and really how I see it as something beautiful is also recognizing that like hard work and beauty, laughter and joy and sorrow and tears, the way that life and mourning and grief and and just the real stuff builds us. It expands us, it strengthens us, it matures us. I think that potentially full maturity looks like knowing how to face anger and working through the reactions that God would have us take out of that space. I think it looks like holiness. And I know that that only comes with a deep and devoted relationship to Jesus that is habitual. It is day in and it is day out and it is lived long and hard. Now, I really do believe that maturity can be developed and it can be gifted by the Father at any age. I have definitely gazed into the eyes of children and infants who have that kind of wisdom that you know comes only from the rock of ages, Jesus himself. I just think most of us aren't quite to the point of maturity, completeness, perfection that Jesus and James are talking about here until we get to a point later in our lives where We've given over to the Spirit of God with more fullness. I think like anything you grow, anything that starts from a seed and grows into maturity, it takes time. So may you go into this day looking for the kind of perfection that is slow and steady, that is hard-earned. And when you see it, I hope that you can praise Jesus for it and that that Holy Spirit will realign and redefine and help our minds to wrap around a new definition. Have a fantastic day, friends. We'll see you tomorrow.